Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3058. Happy Life Day to you. Yes, it's Life Day, but we're going to talk about the Andor episode that dropped yesterday, which is called Daughter of Ferrix, a very unexpected episode that's definitely moving pieces into place for the season finale, but also spends a lot of time doing things that seem to go exactly in the opposite direction of it. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, let's talk about the 11th episode of the Andor series, Daughter of Ferrix. In the usual seven takeaway breakdown that we do, we'll start with one of the unusual decisions, which was showing Melshi and Andor taking so much time getting off of Narkina 5. I mean, that's something where, storytelling-wise, if we feel like we're setting up the confrontation at the end of the series, which appears to be, at this point, the big brawl on Ferrix, that you might have worked to get Cassie in there a little bit quicker and given him cause to be there and this episode didn't exactly do that. There's no reason for him to go back to Ferrix now with Marva having passed away from natural causes, not from any issues she got into with the Empire there which would have given Cassian not just guilt but also a sense of revenge that could drive him back to Ferrix. And as a second thing, I'll say it was unexpected for me to see Melshi and Andor go their separate ways at the end of the episode, considering that they're back together in Rogue One, of course, but yeah, I guess they all have to go through their journeys in order to get there. I mean, just the whole Niamos scenes were rather surprising in their way, but then again, we have to remember that it's only been roughly a month and a half since Cassian was arrested and sent to Narkina 5 before he goes back to Niamos, so he has a reason to believe that the case he stashed in his hotel room would possibly still be there, and luckily for him, it is. This also gives him another reason not to need to go home to Ferrix because now he's got his money, he's got a blaster, he can go wherever he needs to go. But for the purposes of the story, if he doesn't go back to Ferrix, he has no other part to play in this first season. He's not in contact with anyone else, like the people that he did the Aldani job with, for example, and he doesn't know how to get a hold of Luthen on his own. Not to mention the fact that he's being hunted by multiple authorities. So... I guess he has to go to Ferrix just to have something happen. And everybody's going to be converging on Ferrix for this finale. Our third takeaway has to do with Cyril, who is going to get to Ferrix by other means. Instead, it's the surprise return of Linus Mosk, a.k.a. Trevor from EastEnders, for the listeners across the pond, who lets him know that Andor's mother has died, and Cyril figures, oh, Andor's going to show up at the funeral. So he breaks into Mosk safe to get the money to head off world. 
And for our fourth takeaway, we have Dedra Miro's only appearance in the show, which has to do with the funeral situation that's going to be set up on Ferrix, which she sees as an opportunity to catch Andor, and, you know, rightly so under the circumstances, so she allows the funeral permit to happen. But as we talked about on yesterday's show with regard to scenes that we haven't yet seen, we have not seen her arrive with Death Troopers, which she's apparently going to do in order to be prepared for whatever happens at the funeral. For a fifth takeaway, how surprising is it, maybe not all that surprising after all, that that thug banker scoundrel Davo was right about Mon Mothma. The first untrue thing she said was that she was absolutely not considering a you know, betrothal meet-cute with Davo's son, and she was actually considering it. It turns out that she's into a certain kind of very traditional Chandralin way of thinking, which surprises Mon, surprises Val, and apparently is also not necessarily something Perrin is promoting either, which is shocking, as Mon Mothma says. He's surprisingly open-minded about this. But yeah, the daughter is actually into it. And so Mon is now obviously very seriously considering going down this path. And it seems like she's going to have to go down this path because as we find out from her conversation with Val, she hasn't told Luthen about the trouble that she's in, and I don't think Luthen's the kind of person who will <laughs> help out necessarily, although he's got 80 bazillion credits, so he could certainly make 400,000 credits appear easily enough for her, one would think, but Luthen seems to have a habit of letting people hang out to dry if he needs to. Which brings us to our sixth takeaway and getting to see Saw Gerrera and Luthen Rail together. Stellan Skarsgård and Forrest Whitaker chewing the scenery and very electric with those two. It's really awesome. Luthen actually reveals a couple more of his cars to Saw than he has done in the past. And it seems like they are setting up some kind of more permanent alliance, if you will. And I think this is significant because it's potentially signifying a break between Luthen and Mon, where you know, Mon may be pursuing her rebel endeavors by other means, whereas Luthen is going to be a little bit more on the bloodthirstier side of things with Saw. And for a seventh and final takeaway, I'll flag something that I had flagged on yesterday's episode, that there were two particular set pieces we hadn't yet seen in the Andor series. One of them is the big riot showdown that's going to happen on Ferrix, which we now know is going to happen in the final episode. This episode had the space battle. And it happened, as we suggested one of the possibilities might be, over Segramilo, which is where Saw has his hideout. So this also means that Saw might be in a little danger and might need to be getting out of Dodge pretty soon. But the fun fact I wanted to flag about this was that the cruiser, the Imperial cruiser that we see in here is technically called a Cantwell-class arrestor cruiser. It actually appeared in deleted scenes in Solo A Star Wars Story, so this is technically the first time that it's appeared in live action, like published live action, if you will. But it was officially named that in a Fantasy Flight Games uh, role-playing guidebook. And the reason why it's important to flag the name is because Colin Cantwell is the name of a person who worked on the original Star Wars, AKA A New Hope, and developed the ship designs for the X-Wing, the Y-Wing, the TIE Fighter, the T-16 Skyhopper, the Death Star, the Millennium Falcon. He is one of the 
absolute brilliant design minds behind the things that we know and love about Star Wars. He unfortunately passed away earlier this year, but how beautiful it was to name this cruiser after him or name this class of cruiser after him and have that bit of uh, that bit of honor worked into Star Wars storytelling. I think it's really beautiful and I just wanted to share that fact with you. And so that's what I've got for the breakdown for you for Star Wars and or chapter 11, daughter of Ferex. Presumably Marva is the singular daughter of Ferex that we're referring to in the title. And when we get to do our deep dive episode, we will talk about Clea and her monologue because I'm so excited that we got a monologue from her. It was tremendous. And we'll also talk a little bit about Anto Krieger as well. But for now, that's gonna do it for this episode of the podcast. And it just remains for me to say, thank you so much for joining me for it. As always, have a happy life day, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.